Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining us again today. And we're continuing talking about relationships. And I got a good one for you today. Loving hard to love people. This is an important one, really important one. And I think it'll I think it'll help a lot of folks. And I look forward to sharing with you. We're gonna just by the way continue doing this for several more weeks because I just have more content that I'd like to share with you. So hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. And and we're gonna continue as we keep looking at different aspects of relationships and seeing if we can't help in any way possible. Let me just say a couple of things about some other stuff that is going on before we jump in. Easter, of course, is happening here um, on Sunday, and um, I'm going to have a special uh, message, a brief message, uh, kind of an extended devotion, about six minutes, called The Greatest Comeback of All Time. That'll be on the Pray app or pray.com. So if you want to hear something that is not a full-blown message or sermon, but really captures the essence of what Easter is all about, the greatest comeback of all time, you can listen to that on Easter Sunday on the Pray app or pray.com. And I hope you'll uh, I hope you do that. I think it's going to be really, it's an interesting take on Easter from the perspective of a comeback and the greatest one of all time. And I really uh, I really think you're going to enjoy it. I hope you have an opportunity to take advantage of it. So that's that's happening on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. Been doing a lot of uh, recording of, of various things in, that I'm involved in, and I'll tell you, tell you more about that stuff. Just want you to know that the special promo code, the special 25% off of my devotional book, This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith has been extended. So you can take advantage of that. It's 25INSPIRE, all caps, 25INSPIRE, 25INSPIRE, all caps. Just go to Amazon, get the book, get to your uh, checkout. There'll be a place to put the promo code in, put 25INSPIRE in, you'll, you'll get 25% off and you get a beautiful hardcover book with color pages inside for $13 and change. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic, fantastic deal. And then you've got uh, something to read every day for the next 100 days. Take you take about two and a half or three minutes to read ideally each morning and just really set the tone for your entire day. And I just really believe it can be enormously beneficial and, and helpful to you if you do it. And I also really believe how you choose to start your day predicts how the rest of your day is going to go. And if you start your day inspired, if you start your day with encouragement uh, and challenge, then I think you're going to have a better day. And you can do that by reading one of the devotions, the readings, the meditations, whatever you want to call them, each day for 100 days. And there's 100 of them in the book. So I think it'd be a, a great a great deal. I mean, gosh, 13 bucks, it's, you know, maybe go out to lunch if you're lucky for that much. And 
there you go. You've got it and you've got something for the next hundred days. So I encourage you to take advantage of that special deal that uh, is cooking right now. All right, let's jump in today. Well, we'll just maybe just say uh, also always appreciate reviews, five star ratings for the podcast. And if you've you know, I've gotten the book for the book. Uh, these things are really helpful on places like Apple and Amazon. They just really, uh, you know, they just encourage other people because you give them your insights and your input. So if you can take a moment to write a review or give a rating, that would be fantastic and definitely would be appreciated. Loving hard to love people. You know, any hard to love people? <laughs> You know, any of those people, any of those people in your life, like Ralph, who has to be the center of attention all the time, or Ellen, who's never had an unexpressed emotion, or George, who does not think before he speaks, or Alice, who talks behind your back. I mean, these are these are these are challenging folks to have in your life. And, you know, maybe you're related to them. Maybe these are people that you work with. But they're in all of our lives. There's absolutely no doubt about it. They are in all of our lives. People are hard to love because they're overly needy, because they have issues in their lives, because they have uh, emotional immaturity. By the way, I always like whenever I can to drop this definition. I, I share it um, in many different ways. Um what does it mean to be emotionally mature? And uh, it means that that you can handle frustration and delay gratification. How's that for as simple a definition as you could ever have? Handle frustration and delay gratification. Emotional maturity in five words. Well, when you're around people who can't handle frustration and can't delay gratification, they're going to be a challenge. There's, there's just no, there's no way around it. Let's just drill down just a little bit more. Like, you know, what are the reasons why? What are the reasons why? I've, I spent my career working with people. I have literally ministered to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I have counseled. I have had people work for me. I have had people in various volunteer roles. I mean, an enormous amount of people that I've come in contact with over a number of years. And uh, I really, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of experiences with this. This is this is not a, an episode you put together, you know, after a few years. This is like a life's work uh, and really just reflections on it. And I'm just really hoping that all this can turn around to be helpful to you. So how about these? Let's just start with this category. Selfish, self-centered, thoughtless. That's, that's, that's it. That's, to me, that's where it starts. Because we all battle with being self-oriented, self-centered, selfish, whatever you want to call it. Think more about ourselves than others, thoughtless. And when people are like that, then they they're they're hard to love they're hard to love that's just that's a fact they are hard to love what are some other reasons well people have not received love or they need so much love 
generally is tied to first. So through their formative years and their family of origin, for any number of factors that can, you know, run the gamut from abandonment to um, parents that are just overly involved in, in, in their own lives and don't give to their children to abuse, lots of different reasons. But the bottom line is that the result is um, a need for love and a, a real deficit and having received it. And so that creates certain behaviors and dynamics. A third, this is a famous line that I've used for years. Maybe you've never heard me say it. Maybe you've heard a version of it, but here's my version. Hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. When people are hurting, they end up hurting others. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of hurting people. So when they're hurting, they spread the hurt and that ends up hurting you. And that makes them difficult to love. And then the category of people that just go under negative, cynical, whatever terminology you want to use. I mean, they're just, they can, they can find the, you know, the one negative and 10 positives. I mean, it's like a gift, you know, it's just, it's, it's incredible. They're cynical about everything. That just, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, it's especially hard if you're a positive person like me. I find that just enormously challenging because I don't really want to be around people like that. They're hard to love. There's people that, you know, they just, shut down they just don't they don't feel and because they don't feel they're hard to love so it's getting pretty daunting huh just going through all this like man rick i hope you got some help here because this is really sounding tough and i do i do i mean I, I i absolutely positively do so let's just begin here make allowances for faults for you know the faults of others because all of us have our weaknesses and our faults. So it's not as if, you know, those people, it's all of us. We are all in the human race. So we all are challenged by the reality that there are things about us that are not always great. People have quirks, idiosyncrasies, peculiarities, mannerisms, Irritating habits. What do you want to call them? They're all of the above, including you and me. So we need to be patient with people because people are get those, form those in any number of variety of ways, including some of the ways that I talked about earlier. It's just a part of how how it looks and. It's just something that we have to be able to be understanding and be willing to to make allowances for in order, you know, to to get along, in order to be able to develop relationships. We're not looking for perfection. 
in my uh, in my world of, of, of faith and, and church, you know, we always talk about there's no perfect church. And if there was, it wouldn't be perfect after you joined it. You know, like that's just the way it is. You know, there's just there's no perfect church. There's no perfect company. There's no perfect team. There's no perfect family. Perfection is beyond us. That is not what life is about. It is not about perfection. It can be about excellence, but excellence and perfection are two different things. Maybe I should do an episode on that. So sometimes we just need to overlook, you know, others faults. Now, I'm I'm not talking about moral things, you know, like morality is a that's different now. You know, someone does something immoral, then, you know, that has to be dealt with there has to be accountability for that so i'm not saying hey you know whatever just let everything go but again i'm talking about quirks idiosyncrasies peculiarities mannerisms various types of habits which some of us may find you know irritating that's another thing you know what somebody does may drive me crazy it may not bother you you know, it may not it may not bother you at all. You know, I was just in the gym the other day and there's signs all over, you know, don't talk on your phone while you're working out. And then there's, you know, this guy just talking away. It just drives me absolutely nuts. So maybe you can just go, oh, whatever. It's no big deal. Just put your headphones in. That's what my that's what my sons tell me to do, except I don't go to the gym with headphones. I know I'm like the weirdo, the only one who doesn't. That that makes me peculiar, I suppose. But I just want to go there and have a workout. I've been going to gyms, you know, for years and uh, there was no talking on phones. I, I But this is sort of a, a new thing. But that may not bug you, you know. So we all have our different different things. And um, let me just give you a, a scripture. The, the book of Proverbs is just this great book of wisdom. The proverbs are exactly what they sound like. They're, they're proverbs. They're little doses of wisdom. This one is Proverbs seventeen nine. It says, you will keep your friends if you forgive them, but you will lose your friends if you keep talking about what they did wrong. You'll keep your friends if you forgive them. You'll lose your friends if you keep talking about what they did wrong. I mean, we've got to give others, you know, some slack. <laughs> got to cut him some slack because we need to be cut slack ourselves that's the thing about grace and mercy you know you you need it so you better be willing to give it we need to give others what they need not necessarily what they deserve again this this would be a good understanding if you're you know if you've ever tried to understand god's grace or or you wonder why you know christians talk about it so much because grace is undeserved favor that's what it means It, it literally it's it's undeserved you don't earn it, but you get you get it. God gives it to you. You receive, all you can do is receive it. It's it's a gift. In fact, the word not to get all technical on you, scholarly, but the word charis is grace, and charismata is gift. So you see, it's the same concept. It's the same root. A gift is a is a gesture of grace. So we give people grace. And, and trust that they'll give us grace in return. So you, this is this is how you this is how you get along when you make allowances for others' faults and try to just understand that we all have our peculiarities. I mean, again, you just you think about. I've just had the opportunity to, to live in different parts of the country and 
more importantly, meet people from all over. And, you know, people are different just based on where they're raised. And then you talk about uh, race and ethnicity. I mean, there's just so many differences that come into play. Traveled around the world. I've met all kinds of people from, uh, been to well over 30 countries. Uh, I've met all kinds of folks. You know, everyone's different. So we have to make allowances for that and, and, you know, a place for that. It'll go a long way. Now, here's another. Find out their story. What's the story? Because everybody has one. You know, like, find out what happened in a person's life. Because that'll really help you to understand them better and be able to love them if they're hard to love. Just listening to people's stories, you know, you'll, you'll be impacted when you, you see what they've been through, gone through, the, the pain that they have experienced, the, the challenges that they have faced. Everybody, even the most successful people, have their, their disappointments, have their experiences that, you know, just really are tough. And when you hear someone's story and you realize some of the things they've gone through, it just makes it easier for you to be able to to love them the way that, you know, the way that you should. Because you 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 understand them better and you have more empathy for them by understanding what they've gone through, what they've experienced. And again, I, I just telling you that sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, man, this person is tough to take. You know, just they're, they're, they seem to always have it together and always seem to win. And they're, I'm telling you, I've been around plenty of winners in my life and success. And it is not in any way, shape or form uh, some sort of ticket out of pain and suffering. It doesn't it just doesn't work that way. Everybody has it. You know, we've got to love people as we find them instead of trying to make them different. We just have to accept them, understand where they're coming from, try to understand better. In many ways, love becomes an act of a will more than the heart, an act of the will more than the heart. When you talk about somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, the heart is involved, yes. But you talk about people that you just relate to and have interactions with. It's many times it's just a matter of of the heart, you know, not a matter of the heart, but a matter of the will. You just have to just say, I'm going to try to understand them. I'm going to try to be patient with them. There's sorts of things that just need to happen that you need to be able to put in the effort to try to understand them better. And by understanding them better, it goes just a long, 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 long way toward things working the way that relationships are supposed to work. Take the time to find out somebody's story. Go out to lunch with them and just ask them. Most of the time, people are happy to tell you. It'll do a lot of good. All right. Another lower your expectations. (laughs) And I chuckle as I say that because um, this is one that uh, 
I I need to to do myself. I uh, I am the king of of high expectations, and uh, it's sort of a joke amongst people that know me and. Um, Certainly my wife, in fact, she was just talking about it this week again about how I just always think everything is going to work out and uh, it everything is, is going to uh, <laughs> work. And uh, so I am that way and very optimistic, uh, very much uh, a, a positive thinker, believer, person of of uh, of, of great faith. And so. Um, I have high expectations. So when I say lower them, you know, like take it from somebody who really needs to do this himself and it's, it's a challenge, but you know, just don't expect to receive too much. It's, it'd be better to expect to be let down from time to time. Now, I'm not talking about having low expectations. Notice I said lower your expectations. I didn't say have low expectations. Absolutely believe people can rise up and surprise you. But if you're one of those people like me who maybe expects, you know, just it's going to happen. You know, people are going to let you down. Here's another one. Don't expect a difficult person to suddenly change (laughs) <laughs> Again, you know, it's just like, man, I just could tell you stories from my own life. Believe me, you know, this is, again, one of the things that I'm prone to do to just believe, oh, given enough information, someone will realize and they will change. And in my years of leadership, time and time again, people would come to me as and really with either blatantly just say it or infer like, look, just go talk to them because, you know, they'll listen to you or, you know, just make, take care of this. Like, you know, it'll happen if you get involved. And, 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 and certainly there were times when that did take place. In fact, that's probably the reason why, you know, people then believe it can happen all the time is because they see it happen sometime. But, I would just say to people, I, you know, I don't have that kind of power. If you if you think I do, I'm telling you, I don't. I've sat down with people many times and tried to explain to them the error of their ways, the, the changes that needed to happen or the bad things that would take place. And they did not listen to me and the bad things happened. So it's just impossible to make someone do what they don't want to do. Anyone's ever dealt with addiction, anything like that, you know this. You just cannot make people do. Only when they finally come to that point, they have to come to it. So you just, it's just important to to just lower your expectations. Give up expectations for people to you know, to be faultless, to be different than they are. Because, uh, again, over time, I've seen amazing things happen in people's lives. I have seen just some remarkable transformations. I mean it. If there's anyone you could ever talk to that could tell you stories of these remarkable transformations, I'm your guy. 
But having said that, I can tell you that there are still many times where it just doesn't happen. And it certainly, let me just say this, doesn't happen quickly or as quick as you think it should happen. Again, talking about myself, I I would like to see things happen fairly quickly. And that's not necessarily the case. So... Just keep that in mind. It'll really, really help. And then just look for ways that you can express love to people. Instead of thinking only, okay, how can I tolerate this person? How can I understand this person? You know, how can I just deal with their quirks and their idiosyncrasies and their peculiarities? But, you know... How can I show this person that I care about them? What can I do to show them love? What what bridges can be built? What gifts can be offered? What words can be spoken? What presence can you have in their life? You know, some people really they're just testing you to see if you'll stick around because they've been abandoned so many times. And, you know, you're just there. Steady Eddie, you're there. And, and what happens is eventually they realize that you're a trustworthy person, that you're not going to bail on them. And then some radical things can happen in their lives, some amazing transformations. Because when somebody who's been hurt and let down time and time again, finally meet somebody who really sticks with them and cares for them. It changes them. It really does. And I I would say pray for people. In my life, when I've run into some really difficult people to deal with, I always find that best thing I can do initially is to just pray for them. And it isn't just like, uh, God, change them. God, straighten them out. You know, I mean, those are the sort of prayers you pray. But what happens is you pray for somebody, you know, you can't help but change how you feel about them because, you know, you're really talking to God about them. And so you start to feel differently about them yourself. And so sometimes the changes, you're like, oh, God really did that, you know, and maybe, maybe God did do it. But maybe some of that was that you acted different and acting differently was part of the change as well. This concept of the extra mile comes from the Bible when Jesus said, hey, if someone asks you to go one mile, go with them another might not use the word mile, but you know what I mean. And there's something about that that's really, really powerful with the relationship where you just say, you know, I'm just not going to give up on this person. I'm going to go the extra mile. There's no traffic jam on the extra mile. Not a lot of people travel it. But if you'll travel it, You'd be amazed what can happen. 
because you just stick with somebody and you know it, it changes it changes them it changes you it changes it changes the relationship it changes the dynamic and it just takes the the, the willingness to you know to be able to to do that I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Awakenings, but it was first a book. A British-born a New York neurologist named Oliver Sacks was working in a Bronx mental hospital. Uh, the, the patients were victims of what they called sleeping sickness uh, epidemic in the 1920s. Some were completely paralyzed. Some simply had bizarre physical behavior. and um, They were placed in a ward they called the garden because people believed, the staff believed, they, all they could do was just feed them and water them. Um, what, what was determined was they were suffering from severe Parkinson's disease. Their muscles were immovable. But the people, in terms of their thinking and feeling, were then kind of muted out so that their friends and loved ones talked about them as if they weren't even real people. Some for like 30 years. So Sachs found that if he administered massive doses of L-DOPA, which is designed to treat Parkinson's, that these patients would regain muscle control and they'd start moving and talking and their sense of wonder was just amazing. The problem is, is that the effects of it would wear off and then Sachs found that they would again return to sort of the living tombs inside their bodies. So I wrote a book about it, Awakenings, then it was made into a movie. But his experiences, you know, paint this vivid picture of how some people can be emotionally. Um, they, you know, they, they need an opportunity to uh, be reborn, so to speak. They're buried inside of them. And so we, we really need to connect with people so that they might be able to come come alive again emotionally so it's it's not the easiest thing by any means but it can absolutely be worth it relationships are valuable and you know god puts people in your life for a reason try to love them use some of these principles and see see what happens i hope you will I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.